0: Welcome to the Manifestation Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Williams, and here on this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you how you can apply the principles of manifestation, money mindset, spirituality, and energy work so that you can create long-lasting success in your business and in your life. So today I wanted to talk to you about how to find peace with food. Now this is something that many of us have some mind drama around and many of us have come out of years of dieting with a very poor relationship with food. And what I find with women is that when I'm helping them to find a way to lose weight that's really in alignment with the, rest, the way they want to live the rest of their lives, that's really in alignment with the lifestyle that they aspire to and is in alignment with whatever goal weight they choose for their own body, sometimes we think that we're losing weight and we're eating healthily, but we may really have some secret kind of diety beliefs that are underneath all of that driving us. So I notice that a lot of women will start the process really motivated and really um, kind of committed to overdoing it. You know, it's not just about... I'm going to, you know, just avoid um, sugar and flour for a little while and then we'll reintegrate that later. Let's just remove that, get my hormones balanced. No, many women will start to then remove the carbs because we've been told that carbs are going to make us fat. Remove the rice, remove the potatoes, all of that kind of stuff. So we start really um, having these diety beliefs that drive us and because we start losing weight, we think, well, it's, it's healthy, I'm doing well. But we may not actually be connecting with just how deprived or restricted that we feel underneath. Or we may just be completely unconscious about some of these diet mentality beliefs that are really truly lurking there that may well not be serving us. And the problem is that if we don't really recognize these and flesh them out at some point, we're really on another diet. It's not necessarily how we're in alignment with how we want to live or how we can live given our circumstances. So ultimately, it's a temporary solution. What we really need to be aspiring towards every single day is living more and more in alignment with that lifestyle and that way of living that we really want to do for the rest of our lives. That way of living that doesn't feel restrictive, that doesn't feel depriving, that allows you to have those treats if that's what you want to have however many times you want to have that and ultimately that where we feel peace with our body that is in a way that is also in alignment with our lifestyle so one uh, weight loss coach that I follow talks about really you know fast-forwarding ahead and looking at the kind of lifestyle that you want to have and then accepting and working on acceptance and self-love around whatever your goal weight might be in accordance with that so I've, I've worked with women before and I've really coached them a lot around their, their goal because quite often we're told that lower is better. We're told that the smallest body size is better. We are told to go to the lowest of the low in terms of the BMI if you're following that scale. So, for many of us, we have these beliefs around what our body size should be. But that's not necessarily in alignment with how we want to live our lives because it might be that, yes, you could get to that low weight if you want to, but it might also mean that actually that means that you will have to eat in a certain way you'll have to eat smaller portions you may have to eat different types of foods you may have to have only a certain amount of alcohol or none at all you may have to avoid sugar completely or have only a small amount of sugar or you know so you've really got to think about how you actually want to live your life because really nothing is going to stick unless we find the thing that want you know that has you living in a way that is truly in alignment with the way that you want to live your life. Now, this actually really tripped me up recently, and I want to tell you a little bit of a story. And I know that I've, I'm on a bit of a a kind of pregnancy theme at the moment with my podcast because I am too. I'm in my second trimester at the moment, and so this um, this pregnancy stuff is um, very acute in my life at the moment. And. I was so surprised at some of the diet mentality stuff that really came out for me when I got pregnant. So when I was in my first trimester, um, I found I was feeling very strange around food. Such a normal thing, isn't it? You know, feeling really sick all the time, not actually throwing up, but feeling nauseous all the time and actually going completely off the foods that I knew were my foods. They were my go-to foods. So I'd found myself my plan and I'd found myself the way of eating that, you know, was in alignment for me. And it felt good. My body felt good on that. And then suddenly I'm finding myself really averse to eating meat, really averse to eating certain vegetables, just feeling sick at the thought of it, feeling sick of the thought of anything like chocolate as well. The only thing that I could eat at that point, because I felt so sick, was all the brat's food kind of stuff. You know, when you're you're recovering from a stomach bug or something like that, and you you're you're kind of guided to eat, you know, really simple rice, boiled rice, toast. Um, I think it's apple sauce or something, isn't it, as well? Those types of things. And really, it was for quite a long time. I was just able to eat plain boiled rice, maybe nibble on some toast have a bit of fruit. I'd force myself to eat some other things, but I was finding it really, really difficult. And then I was having all this mind drama. Isn't it crazy? Like I look back now and I'm judging myself for that now, aren't I? Um, but I'm looking back at that now thinking, isn't it crazy that I was sitting there worried about putting on weight because I was eating these these carby foods that normally for me, they would be the kind of foods that I'd have, you know, maybe 2 or 3 times a week when i'm on maintenance it's like yeah i'm going to have you know rice a few times a week i'm going to have you know some rye bread toast i really like rye bread that's one of my things you know i'm going to have that a few times a week and then suddenly it's like it's almost staple for me these are the, if i'm hungry these are the foods that i can eat and i really can't eat anything else and my diet mentality really kicked in at that point i just had all these thoughts about how much it was going to make me put on weight which is just bonkers because I was feeling so sick I couldn't actually eat that much anyway, (laughs) you know. So it really surprised me actually, that transition of going into pregnancy, that transition of losing um, any kind of control. It's like my body just took over and it knows what to do, right? It's like you're feeling sick, you just need the most simple foods and I was fighting with that, you know, urge in my mind. It's like, no, it's going to make me put on weight. I can't eat all this bread. Oh gosh, so I learned a lot about myself through that process because I thought I had really carved out and you know examined all of my thoughts around diet mentality and yet I found a whole new level. It's like that phrase, new level, new devil, so very true and I wonder actually if, if this is just not a byproduct of we've just grown up in a world where there's diet mentality culture. Oh, sorry, diet culture mentality everywhere isn't there. I mean, we've all just grown up with these messages from the media, these messages from our family. So many foods have been demonised over the course of our life. I mean, this stuff runs deep. It's proper conditioning. And so I found myself where my circumstances had changed and then my body had changed and I had different requirements for my food And then I was worried about how much weight I was going to put on. So it was really interesting to see how little peace I had with food, even though I thought I had. Now, you can probably relate to that story if you've been through pregnancy and had that sickness, but it might also be that you go through some other transition. It could be anything like maybe you're traveling and just your other foods, your normal foods aren't available to you. Maybe it's that you... Are having a stay in hospital and your, your normal foods are not available to you. Or maybe that you've, you've, you've got sick. You're on some medication. You've had something change with your health. And maybe then your hunger signals are changing. Your appetite is changing. Your body is in flux. It's doing something different. So this is where possibly the diet mentality stuff can creep back in. And it really shows us our relationship with food. So how do we actually deal with this then? I always come back to some of the core things and these are all the core things that are in the planner that I use with my clients. I always send out a planner with all of this set out because it just helps so much. And I encourage everyone that I work with and I do this for myself to plan. And ultimately what we're doing with a plan is we're really setting an intention But when we are in a state, especially whether it's pregnancy, whether it's traveling, whether it's sickness, you know, if there's something that's just going on where things are just not completely under your control, it's perhaps not your normal routine, we need to be flexible. We need to be compassionate with that as well. So how can you make that really flexible? How can you make that come from a place of love and compassion for yourself? You know, so when I was planning with pregnancy, I had to be so incredibly flexible. I just found it was like this whole new world and I just did not even know what I could eat and what I couldn't eat. And day to day, it would change so much as well. So for me, having options was great. I would set the intention. I'd say, right, I know what I've got in the fridge. So... My options are I could have some boiled rice. My options are I could have a piece of toast. If I'm really feeling up to it, maybe I'm going to have a bit of cheese or some apples or something like that. And I just gave myself, you know, free free range basically to have whatever I felt like, but I'd given myself some kind of guidelines just to set that intention. And it really, really helped me more than anything. And it wasn't about noticing my weight, so much on reflection although at the time it was a bit about that of course but on reflection the actual benefit of that was really learning about my body because when I set that intention and I actually reflected later on so that's the second step that I would suggest is reflecting What happened? I got to learn what my body needed in pregnancy because this was a whole new situation for me. I didn't know how to feed myself during pregnancy. I didn't know what to expect. And so this helped me to really understand what my body needed. And when we reflect back, we set that intention with our plan, we decide what we want to eat, we might give ourselves lots of flexibility in terms of times, in terms of options, um, in terms of the types of foods that might be available, say if you're eating out at a restaurant, then you're going to reflect on that. And if there's any judgment there, this is where you start to get those gems of insight and you start to see where you don't have peace with food and you don't have peace with the way you're eating. Nothing has actually gone wrong at this point. You've just noticed a sentence in your mind, like the sentence that I had in my mind all of these carbs are going to make me put on weight. What an interesting belief. And it wasn't even true because I didn't put on weight. So through the uh, process of planning, reflecting, just having a look at my data, you know, seeing how my weight changed. Of course, I did put on weight because I was pregnant, but I wasn't putting on vastly more weight than was expected. So actually it wasn't having the the effect that I was terrified of. So actually, as a result of that, I've made peace with carbs. I have got this whole new level of understanding with carbs, which is just so funny, isn't it? Because they're just an object in the world. They're just a, a neutral thing You know, they're in my cupboard (laughs) and I've got all these thoughts about them. And now they're very neutral thoughts. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's just some rice. It's just some bread. I can have some if I want. I can leave it if I want. It's got a whole new meaning to me now. So finally, you're planning, you're reflecting, and what you want to do is ask yourself, is this in alignment with how you want things to be forever? And actually, the gift that I've got through that experience of the first trimester and trying to figure out what I can eat is actually what I came to is, yes, I do really want peace with these foods. And yes, I was having them as, you know, the kind of things that I'd have a few times a week. But I, I'm i not going to go back to having such control over those foods in the future. And that feels like I've gained, gained such a new relationship with those foods. So that is much more in alignment with my forever eating. That's much more in alignment with the way I envisage myself being in the future after I've come back to whatever body size is right for me after pregnancy. I don't want to be having controlling thoughts around carbs. Even though I didn't know I was having them, they were so unconscious. I'm so glad that this has been surfaced now. So ask yourself, is it in alignment with my forever eating? And if it's not, then maybe tomorrow you're going to set the intention of how you want to eat and ask yourself, how can I make this even more in alignment with my forever eating, with the way I want things to be for the rest of my life? That might mean you challenge yourself to have the rice These are just some of the common things that I see with the women that I work with. It's the fruit, it's the rice, it's the potatoes, it's the sweet potatoes. It's all of those things that have been demonized by the diet industry over time. Maybe we're going to challenge ourselves to build that trust and build that back in because actually perhaps this is the way we want to eat forever. You get to decide that. So what you'll find after you start doing this is that you are going to possibly Freak out a bit. Your brain will object, and this is where we need to be really clear about. This is old programming from the diet industry. You may feel uncertain and out of control, and that's definitely how I felt in first trimester. So know that you're going to your brain is going to protest this, and that's okay. That is to be expected. There is uncertainty, and there is that sense of being out of control. But if you come back to planning and setting that intention, reflecting and having a look. You're doing it in a very rational way. You're doing it with curiosity. And actually, I love to use that metaphor of doing it with a lab coat on, as if you're a scientist looking at your data. You're going to build that trust up. And you're going to feel certainty and you're going to feel control because of that process that you're going through, because you're planning, you're reflecting, and you're learning what works for you. And you're going to ask yourself every day, how much more can I eat in alignment with the way I want to eat forever? So ultimately, it's about developing that trust in yourself, developing that trust that you're not going to lose control, developing that trust that this food is not going to make me put on weight finding that right balance of that food in whatever portion works for you, for the way you want to live forever and in a way that puts you into the body size that you want to be, assuming that you want to change your body size. You're also going to find all of your beliefs out over time about food. These really are just limiting beliefs that are holding us back. We need to surface them. We need to examine them. We need to ditch them if they're not working for us. And finally, you're going to work out how you want to eat for yourself In a way that makes sense for you forever. So you don't need to diet anymore. So this is the gift of this work. It's trust. It's about detoxing all those old beliefs and all those old angsts that have you obsessing about your weight and food. And then it's about finding that way that you want to eat for good. So that is the gift that that this work will um, offer you. So I've mentioned a few things here about finding peace with food and The one thing that I would actually say to you is, if you can't implement everything else today in one go, then just do one thing. This is the thing that I see all of my clients trip up again and again, because we judge ourselves all the time. So I would encourage you to get curious, stay in that curious place. If you like that metaphor of being the scientist, imagine putting that white lab coat on getting really familiar with what's going on in your life and how your brain is reacting, just get curious and stop the judgment. Stop the judgment of eating the carbs and beating yourself up as a result of that and being convinced that you're going to put on the weight because maybe that's not true. You need to look at the data and you need to find what works for you. Okay. So that is how to find peace with food. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can always contact me on social media. All of the links to my social media channels are below in the show notes or email me at podcast at kerrydwilliams.com. If you've got any questions that you would like me to answer on the podcast, I will be here answering some listener questions shortly. And I'd love to hear if you've got any. Have a wonderful week and I'll be back again next week.